time. Everyone, we're here for a special edition of the Brisbane Football Review podcast. As the Brisbane Royal have announced, Fanatics play Warren Moon as their tenth coach in the club's history. It's Scott, Adam, and Joel here with you to talk all about. And Adam, this is a coach we've had plenty of chats to down the years. Yeah, look, uh, it is. And uh, firstly, congratulations to Warren Moon for being uh, being appointed the Brisbane Raw head coach. Um, a much deserved accolade for him. And look, I think. Looking at the social media over the last few years since the announcement, I think a very, very popular choice. But we all know he's a great coach at the um, at the National Premier League's level. Yeah, some stuff we can get into as we go on, but it's going to be a great appointment. Another, I want to say another congratulations to Warren as well. Um, yeah, look, someone who's played his trade in the NPL, as you mentioned at the top of the show, a foundation player, uh, someone who has really done the hard yards and uh, only been a part of the Royal setup for a little while. But I think it's a fantastic appointment. I think it's a really great day for the Risen Royal today. Absolutely, I'll echo those congratulations as well. Now, Joel, you are the Lions supporter, and while Warren did leave the Lions at the end of 2019 season, you, you've seen it up close, how, what, a, what a good coach he is. Yeah, the players love him. He's uh, very attacking-minded. I think he's um, very young and still learning a lot, but I think uh, all that we've seen from him as a football coach thus far is nothing but unbelievable ability. I think he can really transform the raw um, from a defensively sound team at the moment into something that can be really attacking-minded. I think the fans have got a lot to look forward to, a great local appointment. And, um, yeah, let's see how good it goes. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I think Warren Moon actually becomes the youngest coach of the 11 coaches of the A-League, uh, 12 actually, if you include MacArthur and Ante Milicic. Um, so, so yeah, look, uh, I think, uh, again, it's sort of showing sort of, you know, obviously probably the most experienced as far as, you know, his, his first professional job um, as coach. But look, there's plenty to look forward to, um, especially, as, as we said, based on what we know here in Queensland. We have seen some other A-League clubs have gone down this path as well and giving former players the opportunity to be the head coach of their A-League side. It's the first time the Roar have done that. But you look at Melbourne Victory with Kevin Musket, it worked really well down there. Steve Corica in Sydney is doing amazingly well as well. So there is precedent that things like this can work. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, like I said, that's, and the list is just growing and growing. You know, it's, you know Tony Popovich, a former, or former player, um, you know, Grant, Grant Brebner was the assistant for a while. He's, he'll be in the dugout uh, this weekend. So, and Carl Beard Beard. as well. So, so, yeah, so it's obviously now 15 years into the A-League. There seems to be a trend now where former players are also stepping up. And let's not forget um, Mark Rudan, who, you know, who Warren Moon will be following in his footsteps as being sort of, as a coach has come through the MPL system to become an A-League head coach. Yeah, as a fan of the A-League and of the lower levels in the NPL all across the country, I'm so bloody excited to see, uh, you know, someone following in the footsteps of Mark Rodin. I mean, yes, he's the first one who's been at Wellington Phoenix and now Western United. Um, you know, we were talking about that a second ago, that now the A-League is 15 years old. You are starting to see a trend. 
I think a lot of fans have been calling for this for a lot longer than um, the last year or two with Mark Rudan sort of getting in. There's a lot of talented coaches all across NPL Victoria, NPL New South Wales. I'm delighted to see that Warren's got the opportunity and uh, good on the Brisbane Roar for going for it. It's a real tremendous thing actually in, in recent times as well. We've seen a couple of players today from NPL being picked up all around the all around the league. One in particular at Brisbane Roar, which I know Joel's keen to talk about, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But it's becoming a bit of a trend now. People who have been successful in the NPL Queensland are getting their chance out at the highest level, aren't they? We've seen Dylan Wenzel Halls a couple of years ago had an absolutely outstanding 12 months, and he got himself an opportunity in Brisbane Raw. We've seen how well he's taken that. We've seen Andy Pengelly's break all sorts of goal-scoring records last year and get a move overseas, and Oscar Dillon performing outstandingly well in defence for Gold Coast Knights. So there's a real there's a real opportunity out there for players who are about to resume their seasons next week in the NPL. If you are performing at the highest, at, the, at a, very, a good level, you can step up, and you'll be given the opportunity to do so. I think it's the one silver lining of, you know, the, the post-COVID-19 sort of era, if we want to call it that, that obviously with circumstances going on, it seems as though that a lot of the A-League clubs are now sort of looking in towards, you know, younger players who are applying their trade in the A-League, as well as coaches as well. Um, and I think, you know, this is something that the, I think, fans all across the country have been screaming for, as Joel said. Um, I think it's finally come to fruition. And look, I, I echo sentiments exactly that, you know, the, the MPL competitions are about to kick off and uh, New South Wales, uh, Queensland, unfortunately Victoria has been cancelled because of um, the situation down there. But it's going to be a very, very important, you know, four or five months coming up because like I said, contracts could be offered and made um, on the back of some, you know, standout performances during the, the resumption of the MPL seasons that are about to start. Well, that's it. We're talking about the coach and Warren Moon, but also the players. It's a really interesting time. Uh, the next four games before we get to the finals, a couple of teams have more games in hand than four, by the way. But, you know, just going back to the top of the question, Dylan Winslow Halls is so adored within the Brisbane Royal fraternity from the start that he had in the NPL, even before that in the Brisbane Royal youth team. I mean, that's something that players uh, really uh, are limited in getting the opportunity for. It's something that the fans have been crying out for. I can think of a stack of players that are in the NPL right now in Queensland. NPL New South Wales, NPLWA, all of them, I could go on and on. To see this opportunity happening now, to see us kind of looking in an inverted sort of sense right now, it's an interesting time for the football of Australia. It's an interesting time um, to see what the A-League will look like and, 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 you know, how it corresponds with the NPL in the winter months. Um, but I think it's a positive thing. Absolutely. It's long overdue, long may it continue. So we might talk about Warren's um, success as a coach because it's extensive, even though he's a young coach, as you point out, he's... Ever since he started off coaching with Eastern Suburbs, he did quite well there. He went to Peninsula Power and won the Canali Cup. Then moved to Lions, where, as we talked about, he was highly successful. Won the Brisbane Premier League in their final season in that competition in 2017. Won the double in the NPL in the first season in the competition in 2018. 2019, backed it up with another premiership. And along the way, on the national stage, two straight NPL national grand final appearances, unfortunately going down each time, but two highly competitive matches. And an appearance in the FFA Cup round of 16 as well. So... This is, it's it's an extensive coaching resume for someone so young, isn't it? Yeah, look, and on, on top of that as well, that he also had success at the schoolboy level. By um, for, for those of maybe listening beyond uh, Brisbane, uh, he he was able to get uh, Churchy or the Anglican uh, Church School um, Grammar School 
trying to get the acronym right, um, led them to their first GPS toll in 50-something years, which was, which was a massive achievement. So at all all levels, this uh, Warren Moon is a, is a winner. And look, let's just hope that this this winning mentality continues on. It may not be immediately, but certainly it's something that we can sort of look forward to because he only has known nothing but success. Yeah, as we look ahead to this Sunday, it'll be a little bit hard to see all that stuff kind of coming to fruition so soon. Hopefully we get the three points against Adelaide. But I was talking to my friends a little bit earlier this afternoon and this evening when we kind of got word that the appointment of Warren had come through. And look, I would describe him as a really expansive attacking sort of mindset manager. You know, I would I would even go so far as to say it could be someone along the lines of a former Raw coach who went on to play for the uh, manager's soccer and win an Asian Cup. Now, that's a little heavy-handed, but... Um, you know, I really Milicic? <laughs> uh, not quite. <laughs> um, Mr. Postacoglu. No, look, honestly, the football that, that we're going to see from Warren Moon when he gets his chance to get under the rug, when he gets a chance to work with the boys and implement his style, it's going to be beautiful. The Brisbane Royal fans have been calling out for the last few years. He is, as Adam said, a winner. Um, it's um, it's early you know, upwards for him, and I'm so delighted that he's got the opportunity. And I think the Brisbane Royal are going to be much better for it as well, and uh, at all levels as well, youth level. Everything will be great for the Brisbane Royal, I think, under this appointment. We should talk about that style of football because there's there's some people who might perceive it as a defensive style, given that Lions have had such a outstanding defensive record in his in his tenure. But when you watch that when you watch that Lions side play, the fullbacks Andy Thompson and Josh Brindle South really bomb forward, and the midfielders, at least two of the three, are constantly given creative license to push forward and create opportunities for the attackers. So it's it's very much an an attacking based game, isn't it? Yeah, look, but it's. I think, but you said it from the beginning. I think it's punctuated by you know the, the defence at the back. That that back four has been the best back four in MPL for Lions in the past in the past two seasons during their premiership wins, and it's continuing on now uh, under Darren Simon at Lions, who basically inherited that that side. Um, and like I said, I can very easily imagine you know. Jack Hingard and Corey Brown, or whoever's playing left back, because there's many options at the Raw, so bombing down those sidelines, really sort of, you know, creating tackle options, but also as well, the job of the centre-backs as well, you know, will be so crucial, and the holding midfield. So I think it's more of a, it's a, it's built on defence, solid defence, but also high possession, and also then sort of, you know, moving forward and having creative licence for the midfield, so... So yeah, it looks it looks like you know definitely if it, if that can be replicated at the raw, um, look I can I can see it really sort of you know coming to fruition. Yeah, I think it'll be a four three three formation that Warren Moon will want to implement. We'll see how that goes as time goes on. But absolutely, what Adam reiterates, uh, uh, I, I also second. You know, the defensive line is a big part of what Lions do, and it's a very possession based game. So often you'd see a, a Lions game over the last couple of years that I think um, is a typical game would be that Lions will often have the ball in the final third and keep pushing and keep pushing and trying to crack and break down defences, recycle if not, but have a lot of possession. Eventually, it would crack. It always would, virtually. The Lions have been that successful in the last couple of years. And, you know, it would often be a last-minute sort of a thing, but the reward is, is you know, is wonderful. And it reminds me of the Brisbane Raw games of old where, you know, we have a habit of winning those late games. So quite often you'd be nil or a half sign, still very entertaining, still very expansive, and 4 nil by four time or something like that. So I think the Raw fans have a lot to look forward to, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Absolutely. And there's also opportunity for some young players in the system, isn't it, isn't it both guys? Because... At, obviously, Warren's been the academy director for the last 12 months. He's really implemented some big changes in the academy space at the Raw since he's been there, brought some good players into that into the academy, and there could be real opportunities for a few of those players as, as his tenure un- unfolds. 
I think also as well, I think the most important things was not the legacy of for the players that are about to sort of break through and be a year away, but I think it also even pays, you know, for those those sort of youngsters, the 13, 14 year olds that have just started the academy, having, you know, Warren Moon, who's someone who was the general manager of, of the academy, just, you know, just as of, you know, recent times, to have him as, as head coach, you know, would give them real belief that they can break through one day if they maintain sort of, you know, their standards and, you know, and continue developing within the system. Yeah, Warren's a tough coach, but a fair coach. And he definitely gave a lot of opportunities to players when he was at Lions. They had to earn it. And then if they were well enough, that they, they were rewarded with it. And there was definitely an opportunity for young players to crack into that team, as much of a strong team as that Lions team was. There's a few players who've uh, kind of gone through the Lions system in recent years. I can think of uh, Nikola Yelsic. Um, that's not his name. Keegan Keegan Yelsic, yep. yeah. Sorry about that, Keegs. Um, Keegs has gone from the, raw, uh, from the Lions into the Raw Youth setup in playing for the NYL in the last sort of six months before COVID. And he progressed through the Lions system. And uh, Warren gave him his opportunity, and that was really great to see. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. Um, I think, as you say, someone coming from the academy, uh, it's a really good place to be at right now if you're the Brisbane Raw and if you're a young player. Because it's just going to be, depending how long the Warren Moon reign is, it's going to be a, an opportunity to see like I'm repeating myself, I apologize for that. But basically, you know, you've got to have a really good, talented coach who understands the Queensland youth system, who's been a part of it, being a player himself, knows what it means to be a player at the Brisbane Raw. And he'll be able to, you know, implement that philosophy with the guys and uh, give the opportunities. Well, one player he has a good opportunity to, Adam, is Danny Kim, who's joined the Raw on loan from Lions until the end of the season. It's a player mm. that Warren Moon knows quite well from his time at Lions. And it's a, it's a player who also knows the Raw system quite well, having been a part of the academy a few years ago, along with the guys like Dylan Wenzel-Halls, Brennan Brollo, that vintage of player, went mm. away to Victoria initially and back to Lions. And he's been one of, if not the best midfielders in the NPL the last couple of years, hasn't he? Absolutely, and that it's and it's on its own. It is a great, it's a great signing. Yeah, Danny Kim, he's worked hard. He's been an integral part of those uh, the double premiership winning team um, at, at Lions. And yeah, look, I think it, even though it's no coincidence that you know as a former Lions player under Warren Moon, he's getting his opportunity. But I think his record and his play, I think, has stood up for itself over two years. And it's great to see a young player of his ilk getting an opportunity. Um, also, as well, you know. For those sort of who may not be aware, that Danny is actually the son of his 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 father was actually a 56 cap uh, player for the um, for South Korea as well as played 100 odd games in the NSL. So it certainly comes from great sort of stock there. But look, great player, and yeah, even though it, it may he's got four four games plus finals to you know, on its loan deal, there's every chance that you know he can impress and maybe get that contract extension. Yeah, he's at a really good age too as well. He's 21. He was part of the Raw Youth Academy once upon a time. And he was let go and he's gone away and really built his game up. He spent some time in NPL Victoria with Hume City. He've had a good cup run in the last couple of years. And then he's been a part of this Lions side for the last couple of years. And, you know, there's a lot to his game. He's really calm, astute. He's learned a lot. Um, he's a really great deep-lying uh, playmaker who can really set things going forward and set the pace of a team. But, you know, he's also a bit of a utility. He can play a little bit at the back. Warren Moon has dropped him in the defence at times. I think he's a really great signing. I think it's really great he's been given the number eight. That seems promising to me that he's going to be a part of the first team set up in these next four weeks. I wish Darren... Uh, D- Darren. I wish, I wish Danny all the very best of luck in, the, in his next few games. And I really think... Uh, Given the opportunity, he'll surprise a few people, or maybe not surprise some people because he's got that such good pedigree. I think he's going to be great. Absolutely. And look, it's a big hole for Lions to fill, which we might talk about in the future. But 
one player who might have filled that hole until recently is Matt Rydenton, who was training with Lions before joining the Raw late last week. And again, this is a really interesting pickup, isn't it? 24-year-old New Zealand international, 100-plus games in the A-League. It's a, it's a quite a unique and unique set, isn't it? Because you don't normally find players like this on the, on the market too often. Yeah, look, it's uh, amazing that someone that has 120 caps uh, in, in the A-League and you know, five international caps is actually you know, available and, and willing. So it's a, it's a shrewd pickup uh, by the Raw. So again, on a short, short contract, but I think he'll be hell-bent as well to sort of put behind um, what has been a sort of, you know, a very sort of lean patch when he was at Newcastle um, for the last sort of you know, season a bit. So he, he'll be motivated and he'll be up for it. And again, like Danny Kim, he'll be, he'll be pushing to try and sort of you know, play well in this, in this last you know, rest of the season and finals and now hopefully get a uh, contract extension or a contract yeah. offer even. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, he's obviously been brought in because of his A-League pedigree, the fact he's been a, a fully a, a fully fledged international. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out at Newcastle, but he's a good midfielder. He's someone who, as you said before, has played a lot of games. And I think, you know, it, he's been playing in the A-League season just now. He's been training in the NPL. He should be ready to go. I think he's definitely someone who's going to get an opportunity over the next four games. Uh, how we'll utilize him, I don't know. But there have been some holes in recent weeks and uh, sorry, in the last couple of games and some injuries. So it'll be really great to see what the Brisbane will do with him. A really astute, astute pickup. You're right, Joel, there, because there are some holes in that midfield with Jacob Pepper moving over to Indonesia and Aiden O'Neill's loan not yeah. being renewed. So there's holes in that midfield area where, in this, at least in this short-term four, four to seven game period, depending on how far they all go in the season, there's an opportunity there, isn't there? Absolutely, there's an opportunity. Um, look, as far as, you know, I'm not sure if uh, he or even Danny Kim start on Sunday against Adelaide United. Um, that might that might fall to someone like a uh, George Mills or um, even maybe even Jake McGing might might jump in that in that um, midfield role. But obviously, with that, with nine substitutes on the bench being available and five that can actually enter the game, there's, there's plenty of scope that you know both you know Danny and Matt would uh, get some time to sort of prove themselves over these final um, few rounds of the season. Yeah, well, hopefully it's seven games, by the way. Fingers crossed, not just four. Yeah. And, <laughs> and under those circumstances, you'd imagine those guys are definitely going to get some minutes. But look, yeah, it might not come this Sunday. Adelaide at the Gold Coast might be a little too soon. But, uh, you know, as I said, they've been brought in for a reason. Um, they'll be great handy players off the bench. Uh, they're both pretty experienced. You know, Danny playing in the NPL Victoria, which is a really good level. And uh, obviously the other player, I've forgotten his name right now. Is it Matt Dan? Redenton. Matt Redenton who's been at Newcastle and obviously Wellington Phoenix. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's really great to see this sort of signing so late in the season. A really handy for the run-in. As you say, we've lost players. Um, this is looking good for us going into the finals. Go Raw. Well, before we go, Joel, Adam and I have spoken about the Adelaide game on, our, on a regular podcast, so tune, tune into that. But what do you think is going to happen on Sunday, Joel? It's so hard to tell. I mean, you watch uh, other leagues right now. You watch the Premier League. The, the, the levels are different in every game. It's, it's, it's going to be so exciting to see us playing in front of a crowd again, even though it is the Gold Coast. Normally, Raw fans, not quite happy with that, but I think we'll take that on a platter this weekend. You know, you saw Scott McDonald who seemed quite excited on social media about the idea of playing in front of a crowd. Uh, look, I think it's going to be great. I think um, it's going to be an interesting balance to see the difference between Darren Davies and Warren Moon, who are both part of this coaching staff and have had control in the last few weeks and see how it differs from Robbie Fowler. I don't know if it'll be so attacking-minded first up. I think it might just be a couple of tweaks here and there. But I think the Raw, fourth on the ladder, they've got some great new players coming into the squad. It's a good day for the Raw. I think they could do quite well this Sunday, and I hope so. I, well, I do... 
Go sorry, ahead. I was going to say, I do think that um, speaking of um, sort of the, the team that uh, that uh, Warren Moon and Darren Davies, who, by the way, it's been reported that he actually turned down the uh, head coaching role for whatever reason. Uh, that's some reports from social media, so it's still to be validated. Is that Craig but, Moore? Uh, yeah, Craig Moore did say it, but um, obviously... I'm sure it will come out eventually, but be that as it may, um, I don't. I don't think we. Like I said, I think we're going to see, see much of the same. I don't think there's enough time for uh, the Robbie Fowler influence to leave this squad. I think you might see little tweaks and some little nuances that might different. But I still think we expect what we have seen you know, prior to prior to the, the pause. Um, and yeah, look, I think more so as far as you know, Warren Moon actually putting a stamp on this team, I think that's something for down the road. But look, um, I, as, I, as I said on the show on Monday, that I think it's a case of if Raw can win here, it should be enough to get them into finals. And then look, who knows? But I, I agree with Joel, it could be a lottery. Any of the 11 teams, depending on how they've come out of the um, of the COVID-19 pause, um, you know, It'll be very, very interesting to see. I think form won't count for much when it comes down to it. No. And yeah. after four months after four months worth of no football, I'm sure we're all willing to travel absolutely anywhere within South East Queensland to, to to get our fix. Adam, Joel, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Joel. Thank you for having me. Go the roll. Congratulations and good luck to Warren Moon. We'll talk to you later.